Welcome to Clicking Balls. This is an AFL podcast looking at round 14. My name is Heath, and the first question I ask every week is your highlight of the week. So, Brenton, have you got a highlight of the week past? I do indeed, and this is one that I've actually put some preliminary research into. Right. And by that, That's I, dangerous. I verified the story okay. um, from multiple news sources. So, I think I originally might have heard this on like something like The Project or something like that, which is kind of weird because... Okay. I've only just got normal TV and I've turned it on like twice and realized how fucking terrible it's gotten in the last four <laughs> years and <laughs> I haven't flicked it across. But anyway, so quite the conundrum. Um, this is about working the system and then reworking the system. So, all right, this, I've got to do a little bit of explaining the situation for this. So there's this dude, right, and he's basically his mate can't, doesn't produce sperm to get his missus pregnant. Right. So he's donated sperm. To his best mate and his and his best mate's partner, right? Who will be best mate and partner from now on? Yep. To have a baby, and obviously they've conceived the baby. It's come out perfect, healthy. Yep. Everything's all fine. A few years on, they break up. Right. And she finds a new boyfriend who just happens to be from New Zealand. Right. So she's like, "I'm fucking off to New Zealand." Right. And the her boyfriend is like, "The fuck you are." She's like, "And I'm taking that kid." And then he's like. Is that really your kid? Is that really your kid? All right. So the mate who's donated the sperm has gone, let's test this in court. So he's gone to court and said, I'm a viable parent for this child. Yep. I've provided the sperm. I'm successful. Um, I think I have a right to be a significant part of this child's life. Yeah. Uh, the judge has gone, um, you know what? I think you have a legal right to be a productive part of this person's life and you are the legal father to yep. this child. So this lady cannot move to New Zealand because yep. the donor who isn't even the father has gone, fuck it, I'm doing one for my mate and I'm making sure this kid stays in the country. So yeah. he's backed his mate up twice. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to stop but, you. But, okay. but yep. now he has to pay child support. Well, that's part of the deal. I'm, I'm very concerned that you've done research on this because I happen to know the story and I think you've got some major points wrong. Do I? Shit. For starters, wasn't his mate. Wasn't it? They were lesbians. Oh. Um, and uh, the bloke donated the sperm to the lesbian couple. Right. Then they, they wanted, mates. Then they wanted to move to New Zealand and then he said, no, no, I'm the father. And they took it to court. The test was, okay, uh, because she wanted the donation but yep. said – by the way, and you've got to financially support us. And yep. you went, okay, yeah, no worries. I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. Um, and they said, well, have you had an active part in the child's life? The child is five or six years old. Yeah. He's like, well, he does like school canteen. Right. He does after school, you know, goes around and looks after the kids and on the weekend and the kid calls him da- calls him daddy. Yeah, because, I mean, he's got two mummies. So, yeah. So, yeah. He, he's a fucking parent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and he went all the way to the high court. And you're right. They said, no, you are the father. So he's a parent and the mother detests him and won't have sex with him. That's fucking normal. Fucking normal. I'm going to be honest, I like my story better. (laughs) 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 Who told it best? Um, yeah, it was interesting though. It was a very um, like that, that was a roller coaster of a, of a journey, like yeah. the way I told it. But so if, if you're a judge, you, you get sick of the whole oh, he's a bad father, she's a bad mother, sort of you know, shit that comes on. You'd be like, oh, another bad divorce, yeah. oh, another shit divorce, oh, another crap one. Two lesbians and a sperm donor. This sounds fucking interesting. Well, yeah, it came right. down to the mother was saying he is nothing more than a sperm donor, but. Yeah, he's he has been paying child support for a couple of, for six years, and he does look after the kid. And the, the judge has gone, no, no, that's a parent. 
Yeah. 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 That's what parents do. It sounds and like, like, this, sounds like better than a lot of parents, to yeah. be honest. And I mean, this is just why I respect Judge Judy. <laughs> she can knock the Yeah, she's good. Um, all right, Josh, you got a highlight of the week? I do, actually. Um, this is, I guess, might be on the, the same pain of parenthood and uh, responsibility. Um, I'm partial to an occasional beer, and when it's been a, a tough week, sometimes I'll have one or two at night. Right. Never, hardly more than that. But um, I, like, uh, I like good beer. Uh, As my, we do. My father-in-law is staying with us at the moment, and he likes shit beer. Yeah. Um, he likes 4X. Uh, I don't have any in my house. Except for some tins from St. Pat's that are commemorative or some shit. Yeah. That'll be worth absolutely nothing ever. But, you know. Whatever. They mean something to somebody. Yeah. yeah. Somewhere. Um, so he's come in and it's a long drive. And uh, he's, you know, he's knocked off. He's got his shoes off. He's sitting back in my lounge. Uh, had dinner and everything. He decides he wants to crack a couple of tinnies. I'm like, yeah, no worries. Yep. Mate, we've got, uh, we got some here. Um, had some Dainton Stormtroopers. Yeah. Um, and he got a, bit, got a bit good to him. So we smashed down, uh, I think, three, three of those, uh, not yeah. realising they're 10.5%. <laughs> yeah. uh, he was fucking in half because he'd been driving for nine hours yeah. that day. Uh, I got him completely smashed. And I'm going to guess north of 65 years as well. He yeah. would be, yeah. yeah. Um, so he was shitholed <laughs> and couldn't really find his way around the joint. It was uh, fucking hilarious. My favourite pastime is getting smug old cunts hammered because they try and teach me about beer yeah. at my bar. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> like, oh, mate, we got these fancy beers, do you? Like, no, nah, mate, we got a lager. Yeah, I'll give you one. Yeah. It's a fucking oak-aged uh, 8% lager. Yep. And I'm like, obviously you want a pint, don't you, mate? Like, of course, mate. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, back in my day, we called them 17s. Like, well, they were 15s, but whatever. Because <laughs> it's imperial yeah, system, different, different size pints. The, the, the measurements hasn't changed. Like, yeah, yeah. Still... <laughs> but, you know, baby boomers inflation, yeah. inflation on that. Yeah. Um, they're like, oh, this is all right, isn't it? Like, yeah, dude, like barbecue beer, drink it all day, no worries. And then, like, after two and a half pints, they're fucking cooked. <laughs> and they come up like, dude, I don't know, man, I think you've had enough. Like, what? I've had like two pints, you little cunt. <laughs> You're right, you have. Yeah. Yep, you certainly have, brother. That's like two bottles of wine. Yeah. Funny thing was the father-in-law slept until midday. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds like a good thing. <laughs> it was actually. Yeah. He'd been retired for a few years. That I'm might saying. be normal. Yeah, that no, was I, me. I would have woke up at six, slept at midday, and not yeah. deal with him for like the <laughs> afternoon. Now the, the young lad went in to wake him, and he was just dead. It was, I, I, it was I was worried really. it killed him actually. Um, I got a very simple highlight of the week actually. Just yeah. last weekend, it was a little bit cold, um, and I was thinking, oh, it was definitely the goat beating Paul Malignaggi <laughs> in a boxing fight. <laughs> Bare knuckle boxing. Oh my god! You're talking about uh, Artem Lo- Lobov. Artem Lobov, the goat. Uh, he he likes the nickname too. He thinks it's oh. funny. He goes, "Oh, well, you got to have your laugh." The thing is, have you heard him talk? Yeah, he's a I nice guy. He's a fucking champion. He is, and like articulate, speaks at a million miles an hour in a second language, yep. and makes sense and is articulate. Yeah, good on him, mate. Yep. Uh, but he's still. I know we've said it before, but my favorite comment ever was, you know, here is Artem the goat Lobov. <laughs> Many have tried, only 14 have succeeded. <laughs> I, I love that, that's brilliant. Anyway, um, my highlight, very simple. It was uh, really cold on the weekend. I thought, it's nothing yep. better than when it's cold to getting around a fire. So I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to get the uh, mobile, uh, sorry, the camping uh, fire pit out. Yep. I'm going to have a Again, fire nice, out the nice. back. I started at about 10 o'clock in the morning, finished yep. it up at about 10 o'clock at night. Went inside occasionally just yeah. to get a feed, and I'm like, yeah, that'll be right. I'll let it go. Come back out, uh, smoldering down. Let's fire that fucker back up. Oh, fucking oath. So, all fucking day. Um, I got, you know, some s'mores and shit. Yeah. Not very well making them, but, you know, roasted marshmallows, whatever. And I sat around the fire watching footy on my phone. Then I got the extension cord out because my phone was running out of battery. <laughs> and I watched footy on the phone for oh, a good six or seven hours. Oh, fucking oath. That's what it was on it. Saturday. I absolutely loved it. Well, um, 
the young lad came out for a little bit to play yeah. with the fire as well, which you know, I fully support. Absolutely. Playing with fire as You well. always were a fan of playing with the fire. Uh, that has not changed. Absolutely. That has not changed. Um, so good. I did it again on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, it just happened that I went out and played some golf on, on Saturday and it was obviously very wet in Melbourne. Yeah. Um, played my best round of golf. It also helped that half the course was uh, blocked off as out of bounds with a free drop. <laughs> free drop. It was all wet. So it was basically each side of the fairway was out of bounds. It's so like, you're on the fairway. This is my jam. Were you able to tee it up on some weeds or anything? <laughs> oh, I didn't have to tee it up. It was, okay, so it was, it was either you just drop it where you want. That's, so. that's like when you go bowling and you're allowed to pull the, the rails oh, in. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's essentially what you were doing. Basically, yep. Oh, good stuff. Um, all right. This is the last week of the six-game Rounds, um, which is good because it not only does it mean more footy, but it means everyone's on an even keel now. Yeah, so don't have to worry about that. Oh, before we get started, we got our uh, our questions from Question Steve. Week. Steve's back. Thank God, because I was running out of questions to make up. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> um, so his quest- question of the week is: um, What's your favourite rivalry that does not involve your team, and why? All right, good question. I- I'll start. I mean the the. The Derby and, you know, the, the showdown, I mean, they're good and all, but yeah. I, I'm not personally invested in them yeah. as much. Yeah. So the one that doesn't involve my team that I like the most, I think is Essendon Carlton. Right. Because I know how much they hate each other. Yeah. And I think what epitomizes that was 1999 when Carlton beat Essendon in the prelim final. Yeah. And then rocked up the next week not caring about the grand final. Exactly. They it's went, just about that. We are not going to win this but neither are Essendon. We stopped them. <laughs> they did not give a shit. Well, that's exactly the same vein that I follow on my favourite rivalries. Like, I love that pure, like, hatred bred from, like, yep. the... From birth. Uh, yeah, it's not players that carry this rivalry through. It's supporters. Yep. And mm. so the players, they come and they go. And most of obviously, when you get drafted as, as, a, as a player, you don't have a choice on what team you go to. Pretty so much. you, you grow up supporting a different team to who you actually play for. So, but your supporters, they're through and yeah. through. And so on that basis, my like favorite rivalry ever is definitely India versus Pakistan. Oh, yeah, no, no. <laughs> there's been little, if you talk about hatred, I can say little one, wars. One that has nuclear weapons attached <laughs> yes, to it. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's like, a pretty big rivalry. And it could happen when they play each other cricket. It only happens once every four years, maybe. Yeah, maybe has been literal terrorist attacks. Yes, yeah. and in England this year, uh, I was very surprised that that game got completed. Yeah, um, there was Duck, Duckworth Lewis and nuclear reasons for finishing <laughs> that, that that match. Oh, yeah. Duckworth Lewis Geneva it, Convention. If you yeah. want to go outside of AFL, like I think that's up there. Yeah. Um, my other favourite one outside of AFL would be Liverpool and Manchester. Oh, of course, Manchester United. Yeah, but um, that's bred in hate. Yeah, but if well. I was talking about like AFL rivalries, um, my my favourite rivalry would probably have to be Carlton versus Essendon, just based yeah. on that's the first the same, AFL same. match I ever watched, and yeah, it was ninety three. It was a grand final. And one of the things I always remember is the sun shining off Mill Hannah's head <laughs> <laughs> and getting knocked the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Josh, your favourite yeah. non-North Melbourne rivalry? Well, I'll go with non-AFL as well. I guess favourite uh, non-North AFL rivalry, probably GWS and um, Footscray, Western Bulldogs. Bulldogs, yeah. Just because okay. they tried to make it something. Uh, and GWS had... Every ingredient for success, but Bulldogs on a flag first. Yeah. So I kind of feel like it's a it's a lukewarm rivalry. Uh, sounds like AFL versus China. <laughs> there was one great game, the prelim that year, yeah. when uh, the Bulldogs uh, beat GWS up there. Yeah. I, I was hoping that the Bulldogs-Adelaide rivalry would like actually have legs after Adelaide beat Bulldogs in the prelim final when... 96, was, 97? Yeah, but it was uh, not Brad Scott. 
who was the, uh, the selfish motherfucker. There were two selfish motherfuckers. One of them was um, uh, Pete Hudson. Hudson. Paul Hudson. Paul Hudson. Yep. And the dude, obviously, one of Tony the Tony Liberatore? No, no, no. The other one, Brad Johnson. Brad Johnson. Where they both oh. fought over the ball at yeah. the point line and just rushed it through. Yeah. And all they needed was a yeah. goal. But they oh. fought over kicking the goal that they rushed it through from behind. Good on Brad Johnson. He's like an automatic Taurus. Uh, <laughs> twa- uh, what's the fucking... Twat is what you were for. Oh. Sorry, the what? The, what are the van? The oh, the Tarago. Tarago. Tarago, yeah. The automatic, mover. automatic yeah, Tarago. The, it's the Christian mobile. The only people that had them Hang were Catholics on. that had fuck tons of kids. I'm going, he's I'm got going a punchline here. He's, oh, he's like an automatic Tarago. Big Auto- butt, no clutch. Oh, shit. Okay, there we are. Yeah, I like my punchline better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so there you go. Oh, but internationally? Oh, yeah, if you like. Um, it's the All Blacks and the Springboks. Just yeah. because you've got uh, a team that was, uh, well, Rooted in apartheid and all that sort of stuff. And yeah. Mandela tried to steer away from that. but And they got the All Blacks, who are, uh, well, quite... Uh, you talk about national teams. There is no other nation that loves their national team more than New Zealand and their All Blacks. Well, I mean, and they I, are just about military service. Yeah, level. and I have heard that uh, they're the most successful international representative oh, team of all time. By a mile. I, I, I say I've heard it because every Kiwi will tell me that. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not going to wiki it up. But uh, that rivalry which... We've talked about India-Pakistan. I think this just about rivals it. Like they don't have nuclear weapons. Yeah, but they do have Tongans, which, <laughs> which and, is amazing and, when you consider they're not one of the countries. No, and Maoris, uh, Maoris. Yeah, and those those guys are pretty close to nuclear weapons. I mean, what was it? Um, Thin Man and Fat Boy. They've just got Fat Boy. Yeah, yeah. And that Fat Boy drops bombs. <laughs> um, mind you. I think the Haka counts as a statement of war, literally. Oh, uh, yes, yes, I, I believe it would. You'd um, have to. Still breathe it to watch. But, uh, yeah, that's my favourite uh, non-AFL rivalry. The funny thing is, is that, like, obviously, being Australia, we know lots of New Zealanders, I didn't realise there was, like, 100 different versions of the haka. Yeah. Like, there yeah. is literally, it's a village or a tribal thing or, I don't well, know. it's not even just a, to us, but a Maori thing. It's, um, like, well, the Tongans do one, the Samoans do yeah. one. But at school, they learn, like, four different versions of the haka. Yeah, yeah there's, like, you know, the, the one they do, the, the current, well, actually, I think it was the last one the old blacks do the lyrics are actually kind of funny it's about a chief hiding in a potato field and like someone searching for him and he's then climbing up through the potatoes to get away from him it's fucking is that wild. potatoes in New Zealand is that no, a thing it might have been some yam or something I don't know but uh, that's my best guess that's you know or at least that's what uh, Wikipedia said about it fair enough alright we're getting into the footy um, the Thursday night we had the Eagles over Essendon um, six goals win to the Eagles, but watching this game was very frustrating because the Eagles, really, they should have won it by 10 goals or more. Oh, that is slammed. Well, um, I didn't get a chance to watch it. I was following along uh, online at work, had a little bit of care going when I had a chance, but um, at online it seemed like Essendon were in a chance in that first quarter, and then all of a sudden... They were crisp, but... Yeah. Well, they, um, kicked, they kicked four straight in the first quarter, the, and Eagles were wasted with 3-4. Yeah, so. they were crisp, but um, Eagles still had more of the ball. Yeah. Uh, yep. They just didn't didn't make the most of their opportunities, unlike Eagles. Like I said, um, going at 33% efficiency in front of goal, yeah. not that great in the first half. So I mean, was, was it just like like in a fight where you know the first two minutes you sort of dance around and just see what they got to offer and then you figure out what your best strategy is? Or was it just... No, it was more Essendon like... Put up a fight at the start. 
Uh, Essendon were doing what they could do, but it was more like the Eagles were throwing punches in bunches and the, the last yeah. one of the combination well, wasn't landing. Yeah, They were stuck in the Eagles forward 50 for a long, long period of time. Right. And uh, Essendon really struggled to get it out. But when they did, yep. it moved really quickly and they had, you know, uh, running into yeah. uh, clear forward 50 and somebody takes a mark or they kick it from the goal square. Well, the worst thing is if that's happening in the first quarter, that is really, really draining. It's yeah. draining well, to play that sort of game as a defensive uh, team. Yeah, to halftime, Eagles had 21 scoring shots and for the whole game, uh, Essendon had 16. So right. that kind of tells you where that was going. But I mean, you kick 14 22. Uh, it's a ludicrous amount of scoreboard attack. Well, um, Josh Kennedy, three goals, five for the afternoon. Right. Clearly yeah, does not give a shit about the Coleman medal issue. <laughs> yeah. No. He, he said, I missed too many games. I'm not even going to fucking bother. Um, young Cameron, though, uh, Jared, uh, who is Charlie's younger brother playing his first game, kicked a couple of nice goals. Oh, that's well, right. Yeah. I, did, I only heard about that during the Brisbane Lions game. Yeah. When Charlie was. Killing us. up, yeah, um, which I'm sure we'll get to. But yep. um, he had a good one. But uh, Dom Sheed for mine, 36 touches and a couple of goals. That's not a bad afternoon. Yeah. Do you reckon he's a sneaky? No, no, not consistent. I reckon like he's that sort of player that doesn't get recognition. I think he's yeah, he's a more a hard nut player. Um, he might get 10 votes. Do you think he deserves more votes? No, I don't think umpires reward the in and unders, or at least not enough. Yeah, maybe, but I mean, he's. He's still one of many players at, at uh, West Coast who's going all right, who could take votes. I mean, Shuey's going to get a lot of votes. Gaff's going to get a lot of votes. Um, it, it's hard to sort of pick Dom Sheed over yeah. those guys. Having said it, that... It always seems like he's the... Um, not the, the linchpin, but he's the backbone that they sort of build off of. Well, obviously, he had the goal in the uh, grand he's final, but... Super um, reliable. I mean, it is a bit selfish of him, though. Like, you, got, you get that for your grand final victory and you just keep playing. Like, mate, yeah. you're not going to top yeah. it. Did you learn anything from Michael Jordan? Yeah. <laughs> Go out on top, lad. Um, <laughs> Actually, one funny little comment. I happened to watch a highlight of the... Obviously, when uh, Jordan played uh, the Jazz and hit that shot... The shot. Time wasn't finished. There was yeah. a reverse play that actually sealed the game for him. Yeah. I remember pointing out to a hardcore NBA fan, like watching him, he's like, oh, yeah, that play wasn't that good. I'm like, you know, what? That was, yeah, no, Jordan didn't hit that shot to win the game. Yeah. This, was the, this was the play that won the game for him. Yeah, the, the next play. Yeah, the next play was one that But won. it was Jordan's last shot for Chicago. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't too bad. Yeah. yeah. But anyway. Um, made a good photo. But on this one, uh, <clears throat> old mate Yo. I, I think he was best on ground for mine. Ilya Yo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah Yo. Good game. Um, yeah. yeah. 25 touches, which isn't a crap ton, but uh, 11 contested, 12 tackles. Anytime you're getting um, that in double digits, like your disposals, contested, and tackles, you've had a good game. And he's done fucking well there. Yeah. No, he's had a good uh, good afternoon, um, Elliot, yeah, as well. See, there's another guy that's going to be more votes than Sheed, I reckon, as well. Yeah. Um, but the big talking point coming out of this game was uh, McGovern getting reported for putting Guelphie. Guelphie? Guelphie. Guelphie into yeah. the fence. It's one of those ones where you go, yeah, we can see what you're doing. You haven't tried to deliberately ram in into the fence or the chair, as they try to argue at the tribunal. Um, but the AFL's done this before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They go, look, mate, you're near the boundary line. You have a duty of care. Yeah, you're not uh, a midfielder. You're not in the brown line contention, so yeah, fuck You're not going to win the brown line, but champ. It's shit out of luck. And that's I mean, all it was, because it wasn't. You know, they should really, malicious. they should really take like a, a page out of the laundry football league and put pads on like the side, the side fences. Right, laundry you know, football league, isn't that what it's called? 
The lingerie? Lingerie. I don't know. It's, yeah, not la- I think ah, it's a lingerie. It could be Arena Football League. I, thought, I, 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 I thought, think it's... it's um, I thought they cleaned the jerseys for the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, Legends Football League these days. Yeah. Um, anyway, so he's going to sit out a week, uh, the poor lad. But, you know, that was a pretty consistent decision with what they were always going to do. Yeah, for, for my money, Essendon just didn't have the heart. Oh, uh, they didn't have the talent. Yeah, well, yeah. Look, they do have some talented players, don't get me wrong, but um, they just didn't seem to turn up. Yeah. All right, on to Hawks and the Swans. Fortunately, I was watching one of the uh, kids' plays while this was on, so I didn't see anything of it. Was it better? Uh, well, I haven't seen the replay, so <laughs> I'm going to guess. But still, just given you haven't uh, seen the replay, have a guess. Do you think the replay is better? Jesus Christ, the plays were fucking terrible. Considering <laughs> Swans were never headed, so I don't think uh, Hawthorne was doing too great. Either. But it's second week in a row that Clarkson flicked Sicily up forward. Yeah. And second I, week in a row, it hasn't really worked. Yeah, I don't fully understand it. Um, well, I think it's just, you know, what options do you have kind I of thing. I think he's going future-orientated and seeing yeah. or oriented. Yeah, Seeing but, what his players are capable of to figure out what he's got and what holes he needs to fill based on what he's got. Because there's only so many players you can get as a Hawks. Yeah. Well, I guess they've looked, we've got nobody that can take a mark in the forward 50. He takes lots of marks in the back 50. Yeah. Therefore, let's try him in the forward 50. Yeah, so but he makes marks. But he's mid- taking marks on skinny ass forwards. I mean, how hard is that muscle a forward? <laughs> but just because it's Buddy Franklin. We've got Mitch Lewis playing in the VFL. Yeah. Now, fair enough, whenever he plays, he's lucky to get 10 touches. Yeah. But he is the future. Yeah. <laughs> he's playing in the VFL. Yeah, I don't get it. Maybe just what a bit of a chuck, dick. I think. What if you chucked Impy in the forward pocket? Have him lead out. He's tall. He's like pretty agile. He's soft, but I, that's what you want from a forward pocket player. Yeah, they he, they did play him forward a, a couple of times, and he's kicked goals. Like, I think sticking side quarter. by side. But the problem is then you can't put Piopolo back. Like, yeah. if you've got Piopolo in the team, he plays that pressure forward. He did play yeah. midfield a bit, a little bit, but not much. And no, I don't he think, didn't not too do much. Let's I mean, be honest. Yeah. I, um, I'll check the stats, but I don't think he got much of the ball. Yeah, but if you're not winning, you have to compromise some of these uh, yeah. decisions or players got, who got positions. nine touches. Nine touches. There you go. Like these players might be good in that position, but is that good for the team? Yeah, that might be their best best position. Yeah. but is that what the team needs? He had one kick for the game. There you are. That's uh, that's yeah. not great. But, I mean, I know. Shit, he, did I get something right? No, no, probably no. not. <laughs> um, well, mind you, still got more touches than Sicily, but um, oh, put Frawley forward. Fuck it. I, I mean, will, not for- a terrible idea. Not Frawley's, a terrible idea. Frawley's been playing really well this year. I mean, nobody's kicked a bag on him. No, he's, a, he's a big unit too. But he's yeah. a smart player. Yeah, uh, he is. Smart enough. He's got good instincts. Uh, he's, he's smart enough to know to take first option. His positioning, I think, is good. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. He's as a one-on-one defender yeah, or a covering but, defender. But to me, that says he understands the game. Absolutely, he does. And so, so he should. He, exactly. So I think people like that, you can train to be multi-position players. Yeah. And he, he's kicked some goals for Melbourne up yeah. forward as well. Yeah. Um, his field kicking is sometimes he does take the first option and maybe he should think about the second. Yeah. Um, but besides that, um, Ricky Henderson, I thought was our best, was the best player for the Hawks. Um, who's amazing that a delisted free agent at 31 is probably going to be our best and fairest. Yeah, mm. yeah for sure. Which is great for him, but it's also damning on the rest of the side. Yeah. In the uh, red and white, though, Parker, Lloyd, and Heaney, geez, they look good. Uh, I'll give you Parker. Yeah, he, he was brilliant all day. Yeah. Um, uh, I think um, young. Um, uh, what's his fucking name? Blakey. I think you're going to say Blakey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he got the right yeah. starting off of this match. He, he yeah. got I'm the right amazed start. you forgot that name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm really got, amazed. I'm amazed he didn't get it earlier. To be honest, he's 
he's been doing pretty fucking well. He's had good uh, good games. He doesn't get much of the ball, and there's been a yeah. lot of great first year players. That's exactly year. right. And in this one, to be honest, he was unsighted for the first three quarters. Yeah. But when it mattered in the fourth, you know, uh, going into the uh, at three quarter time, um, Hawks were you know a goal in it. Yeah. He stood up, and no yeah. Franklin. Franklin's gone. Yeah. Uh, Sinclair's gone. So the two down on the bench, um, and Blakey was taking marks in the midfield. Like, uh, and like and kicking goals. Furthering one of the notes you said that I think the first year players, regardless of age, have been at a much higher quality this year. And Feels the fact, like it. And the yeah. fact that the rising star should almost be the rising five, almost to put it like basketball, where yeah. you get the first five, the second five, something like that, or the first three, second three. Yeah. I tell you what, if you had an all Australian under twenty team, they could pretty decent. Because the thing is, like, it's not like it's even playing field on like basketball where. One player can make a massive difference. You can just well, score everything. I think every year they do the 22 under 22. Mm-hmm. And I reckon this year you're going to have more first players in it than any other year. Yeah. Well, you'd throw Walsh, Blakey. Um, Rosie. Rosie. Stack. 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 Stack's been having – he's massive. This well, year. They were, they're saying on power rankings he's ahead of everyone yeah. in, in terms of rookies. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'd probably throw Taron Thomas and Cam Zerha in there as well. That's uh, my – Zerha, yes. I reckon Thomas soon. He just yeah. once he gets a few more games because he started a yeah. little bit later than all those others you mentioned. But yeah. Zerha's had some great games. He's been dominant in some areas. Yeah. Uh, plus, I, I like a forward that uh, is bullheaded and tackles. Who's the other target that's been killing it? Naya. Maya? No. He's older. Oh, there's him. a few at Geelong oh, as well. They've been good. Nash. No, not Nash. He just played his first game. No, there was someone else. Uh, anyway. Alir Alir? Not Baker. Baker's able to kill, kill a yeah. season. Well, kill a few games. He's yeah. dropped off the last couple of games. Yeah. Um, but, but anyway, on back on the Swans though. Uh, Buddy Franklin in game two ninety nine does his hammy. That's is that yeah. cruel or is it a marketer's dream? Uh, so you can actually tee it up. You say all right, yeah. mate. Well, you, I'll tell you, you what. He's coming back at the SCG. Well, Ooh. they've. I think um, it's probably going to be three weeks or four, and around that time they got a home game against Geelong. I reckon that's not a bad time to, to wheel it out. Well, it is it, great. If you could script it, you'd have it as this game, really? Um, just because... Against Hawthorne. Yeah. Yeah, well, it was supposed to be, but he got his first hammy. Yeah. Yeah. And you know for a fact that the Hawks, they'd be, they'd be doing the guard of honour for him as well. Yeah, they, sure. Absolutely. They still absolutely love him. He's, I, still, he's still selling yeah, Hawthorne membership. There's no doubt about that. I, I, I mean, to be honest, when you ask around supporters, it's not much dis- like disdain for Buddy. No. No one uh, doesn't like Buddy, I mean, really, do they? There are the Nuffies, but as Josh can attest to, every club has the Nuffies. Well, Josh yeah. is a Nuffy and he likes <laughs> Buddy, so yeah. I feel like he's representing uh, that group. I'll, I'll own a certain yeah. level of Nuffiness, of course. <laughs> there is one part, you know, Buddy kicked, uh, I think, three goals in the first quarter, and there was one stage where Tim O'Brien was standing on him. And Tim O'Brien's one of those players that hasn't quite come along, Yeah, but he's wearing number 23. Oh. <laughs> and you know, the last bloke that wore it was yeah. Buddy Franklin. Yeah. Buddy Franklin's just kicked goal number nine hundred and three or whatever yeah he's got to have a word to him doesn't he oh, well I was going to say he should swap Guernseys but yeah. <laughs> I would love to see that <laughs> um, it was also uh, I love if he went do you want my Guernsey <laughs> I think that you know Ruffy obviously came back um, in this yeah. game and kicked a goal that was yeah. nice but uh, it was also nice at the end Frank Buddy's you know done his hammy but you could tell this is the last time he's going to be on the field with Ruffy as well absolutely yeah Ruffy's had and, that many farewell games and maybe Burgoyne yeah, you know, yeah, I think Bergen as well. It yep. could be, but um, yep. so there's all those guys going up and seeing him. In I haven't heard stuff. anything about it, but I really hope Bergen gets into coaching. Um, um, he, I, th- I think I've heard him speak once or twice, and he, he likes the development side, but he's not that interested in coaching, and I think that's a shame too. I don't mean a senior coach uh, necessarily. Well, you, you start as a development coach, don't you? Yeah, you start yeah. as a maybe uh, assistant midfield coach, skills coach, anything like that, just because he has such a brilliant football brain. Yeah. 
And, like, you know, people can say diversity being what it is. Having an Aboriginal presence as a coach, yeah. I think, is going to be important yeah. in the Helsinki club. I, I would yeah. not be surprised if he's not interested in coaching and some people are going to try very hard to convince him to. Yeah. Well, I think it's more grassroots kind of, getting Indigenous Australians into the game. I think and that's being what that, he's interested in. Being that bridge. Because yeah. obviously, obviously, as we've seen, there is so much talent in Indigenous community. Yeah. It's about when they come to a big club, uh, there's a different culture. Yep. Like a yeah. completely different culture where they're, they're not at home. And I think he's one of the people who can bridge that gap and be like, this is how this culture can adapt to corporations, oh, basically. Yeah. Well, actually, Israel Folau talked about that when he played at GRS. Yeah, fuck Israel Folau. <laughs> He's talked about a lot of shit recently. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, hey, give him some money, you poor cunt. <laughs> he only took a million a year from GWS and then started to go fund me. Fuck yeah, that I, dude. It wasn't a million a year. It was more. Yeah, yeah fuck it was, it was that way guy. More. Fuck Israel Folau. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm on board with that. Um, whatever. But what he was talking about, and because of all the controversy of him recently, I actually went back and read uh, his Player's Voice um, article yep. from way back when. Because yeah. he was one of the first Player's Voice guys and had a really good article, to be honest. And he was talking about how going to GWS was such a culture shock for him. Because yeah. uh, playing rugby, there's Polynesians everywhere. Like yeah. there's islanders, You know, you go and have a chat to the Islander relation well, bloke and there's the Islanders out there and the Islanders, are, you know, they're everywhere. He goes to GWS and there's none. Well, the thing is, you, there's so many islanders there that you hate people based on what island they're from. Like, <laughs> they can afford to be where, where internally. He's, there, he's like, fuck, there's none. Shit. I'm not used to this situation. Which island are you from? The big yeah. one. So he's like, fuck all of you. Uh, you're gay. <laughs> fuck you. You're not Christian. Fuck you. Um, don't should, know what much about you, but fuck you anyway. You should have gone to Gold Coast. <laughs> well, shit. He would have fit right into the <laughs> little league of things. Yeah. But um, he could have fucked everything. Yeah. I'll, with Berg on that, I do wish he would go into regular coaching. I mean, that's just my preference for his uh, abilities. Yeah, yeah. What his uh, ambitions are, I'm tied up to him, obviously, and he can do what he wants. But um, I want one more year out of him, though. Yeah, yeah for sure. 400 Always want one year. Yeah, yeah. 400. Like what you're talking about, buddy, before, players that leave your club that you still like. Um, Ryan Clark, for me, is one of those. When he was at North, he was frustrating as fuck because his disposal sucked. Yeah. Well, now you like him because he's not at North? Well, no, because he's uh, actually turned into a very, very good tagger. He had a good game. Which I, and he's had a good season. Yep. Yeah. And I think a lot of that's because he's not relying on his disposal, which is uh, fan good. fucking tantric. Yeah. He's lucky. Yeah. But his defensive efforts were always pretty good. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually pleased he's doing quite well. Um, not so pleased when he gave uh, North a touch-up, but look, that's the way it goes, and it's worked out well for both. Yeah. There's only two players that left Richmond that I've still liked. Um, one of them was... Lloyd. Yeah. The other one was... Miles. Stuart Maxfield. <laughs> he went to Sydney. Yep. yep. Still liked him. I don't know yeah. why. I just remember I still hey, liked the dude. Technically a premiership captain, Maxwell, as well. Our captain as well. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah. Um, but uh, he did his knee and retired the year that the Swans yep. won the flag. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway. Yeah, but uh, fuck Delia. Right. Yeah, no, On no to love. Saturday, and this was an upset that I didn't see coming. The games got good after the first two. Like, I think oh. the first two games weren't uh, much to watch. No, but, they were uh, terrible. Um, there was one ordinary one, but we'll get to that. Um, Melbourne over the Dockers. I still liked it. Uh, Melbourne. Oh. Played like everyone thought they would. Played like Melbourne, yeah. <laughs> they, they played like they needed Max Gorn. Yeah. Oh, and, fucking uh, oath. And yeah. he did. But when I was looking at it, they were always going to win this one because you know, Fremantle were up and about. Ross Lyons said during the week, Fremantle are the best last quarter team in the league. Yeah. And they go into the final break with a lead and you go, they're not going to win this. There's well. no chance. And two down on the bench as well. They looked tired in the final quarter. They just didn't have an answer. They did, but like I felt on form. This is where Melbourne can just really disappoint the supporters. <laughs> like, just really rub it in. And so I'm like, Melbourne will definitely fuck it up from here. Uh, proven wrong, but not unhappy because, I mean, how does Russ Lyons still have a job? 
Really? Contract. Contract law. You can't break contract law as uh, Israel Folau has shown. <laughs> I, want see, I want to see Ross Lyon have a GoFundMe yeah, for the, yeah. the cases where he's been accused of... Formula you know. One disagrees. <laughs> um, i tell you what, uh, the Walters show was on for a little bit there. and I, I do like... I think there's nobody is can he, say he is Walters underrated. Has had a, a couple of months. He's, he's had, had a, month, a couple of months. Uh, it's been can on. We, yeah. Can we start talking about him uh, about him as the heir apparent to Eddie Betts? Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Well, I mean, we started talking about it, and then Eddie Betts went, "Fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Charlie Cameron's got a, a case to answer for there too. But we'll, uh, we'll get to Charlie. Yeah, so Charlie's leading his own little yeah, little drive there. Yeah, yeah. But, put him aside from both of those people. What pisses me off is the last two years I've picked Walters as my Smokey for an All Australian berth, and he's yeah. come just short, you know. He Injuries and whatnot. And this year, I went. You know what? He's done his day with me, and it's his career best year by an absolute country mile. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, just he—he he has endurance, which is something you haven't seen from him. Yeah. Um. So that just means he's working hard but, out of the season. But he's dangerous too. Like you have to go right. What are we going to do about Walters? Oh, and, he's, and when, he's always been dangerous. But when you line up with Fremantle against Fremantle now, you've actually got to worry about them scoring. Absolutely. And that's, absolutely, that's new. And that's why. Uh, Fremantle are more dangerous now than they have been, even in For their sure. years in fifteen when they won the minor premiership. Well, there's more air, more avenues that they score goals from than you can cover. You have to contain. Yep. You have to contain some players and, and then look at other ones to fail. And a lot of that is you know you still you're, fi- you're relying on mistakes from you the opposition. St- yeah, you still got tough. Fife doing his business in the middle. They've yeah. always had that. You, but you write that off. But now you've got Brad Hill running out, uh, yeah. running through the guts and. His delivery, especially to Walters in this game, yeah. is absolutely magnificent. It's just yeah. perfect. Well, because the thing is, Walters, you don't need much space. You just need a bit. And yeah. You put it there and he figures it out. Um, but they still lost. Um, and a lot of that goes down to just how hard around the ball um, the, the Demons were, especially, you know, uh, I think this was Jack Viney's best game for his, of the year. And you can see he was hungry. He just, well, yeah. I am getting this damn ball. Nothing's going to stop me. I thought he'd turn into one of the problems for, for Melbourne with just... Um, blast kicking? Uh, yeah, blast kicking and not being disciplined, basically. Yep. Um, but if he can turn that around, then there actually is hope for the Demons because I, figured, I, I picked him, uh, based on a lot of their outs as well, that he was the... not. If not captain, the on-field leader, the one that you get behind, captain, yeah. the one that you get behind based on the effort that they show. Yeah, he was one that went forward. He was the first one in in that pointed attack that would take on the opposition. Um, but you know, I feel like he was a bit hit and miss. But his consistency now and his effort has has shown that he really well, is the the point of the spear. His um, foot injuries, especially, have really hurt him over the last couple of years so he hasn't been able to string many games together yeah but yeah for, for me this is his best game but you talk about undisciplined um nathan jones when they had yeah was this the third quarter yeah shot a goal shot a goal from the goal line mm. yeah and not only he's reversed it he's then given a lip full and second 50 meters and has gone down the other end nice little mark nice little goal yeah jesus christ he dodged a bullet there yeah because they played so well in the final quarter. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I think age might be getting on top. Yeah, was that so? I think age might be getting on top. Could be. I mean, he's. I don't think he's thirty yet. Yeah, but, but he's he like forty. We we all, we all yeah. understand that point. It doesn't matter he's, about he's got the actual Thomas age. Artists. It's yes. that that change where what your mind says you're capable of doing, yeah. your body does not follow through, and what your body's been through as well. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, but he's like, yards. I've told the story to everyone, but I remember like I'm pretty sure I've told it in this podcast being like pretty talented basketballer. And then one day when I was like 25, 26, yep. shooting a free throw. 
And I fell short miserably, like <laughs> by like three feet. Yep. Like fucking embarrassingly short. And I'm like, but I like I did the whole thing this that is, I always do. I've like, done my usual routine. Like but. it's the routine in my mind. That was the exact same thing. My body just fucking Nigga didn't did, do it. Nigga got like, custard arms. What the fuck? Yeah. And like it was really shocking. I'm like, I, I really just, what the fuck just happened? I don't yeah, understand yeah. that. I, I remember once we were playing. Everyone gets that point, right? Everyone yeah, goes through yeah. that. Oh, I had it because I used to swim a lot. Um, yeah. Going to swim now, there's some, you know. You try and swim 50 meters? Well, no, there's some 18 year old bloke three lanes over that yeah. I can look in the water and see him. And he's starting to pull ahead. I'm like, fuck you. Start getting in there and just uh, tumble turn on my head. And then it was like 25 meters later. Yeah. <laughs> but it is and actually, he's just powering on. It's legit shocking to your like idea of who you oh, are. The, the mind you're is willing. Ego. You're yeah. like, what the, f-? like in my head, I did the exact same thing. My body just didn't do what my mind How's, was telling to do. How does that work? It never happened before. How's Fry say it? The mind is willing. The body is spongy and weak. Well, I, I, I go Freud if, if youth knew, if age could. Nah. If youth knew, yeah. Um, I remember once, because we played junior tennis, not to any high level or anything, but yeah. enough to hit the ball over the net and get it in. And then stop playing because, you know, it's fucking tennis. Um, and then yeah. six years later, I'm 18 and we're playing at some caravan park in Adelaide. And the first ball, I've gone, all right, I hit this in, yeah. whack, over the fence. I'm like, oh, control's a little the bit fuck, off. Yeah. <laughs> Top spin, that's right. Um, anyway, back on the game. Uh, we are talking earlier about rookies and everything. Um, young uh, Swikowski. Swikowski from the VFL. Yeah, from Box Hill. Um, he's only 10 games in, I think. Something like that, yeah. But he's looking pretty damn good. I quite like it. Like, he's one of those – I was talking about Cam Zerha earlier. A forwards that tackle. Yep. Um, love him. And he managed to uh, be the top yeah, tackler for this play match. For? <laughs> Melbourne. Frio. Melbourne. Frio. Sorry. Frio, sorry. Fuck. You're talking about the Melbourne Frio game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we were on that. I'm just like scrolling for the players and like, where's Zerkowski? Swikowski. Mike Swikowski. But yeah, he – Honestly, didn't do a hell of a lot besides that. But five marks, 15 disposals. Like for a guy in his 10th game, throw seven tackles at that as well. He's done all right. All right, so he's Frio. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, injuries again for Frio. Um, at times they couldn't uh, couldn't afford them. Stephen Hill has only just come back in. He's not looking too good. And Jesse Hogan's done his foot again. Dude, the crazy thing is, is they've got injury concerns and Reese Conker is not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, one of the best players at the moment. It's funny because Jesse Hogan, there was still a lot of love for him from Melbourne players and Look, supporters. I actually really like Jesse Hogan. I honestly do. Uh, I feel for the dude. He's been through a lot as a person. Um, got some faults, but I really do love the guy. Yeah. I actually, actually, that's really overstated. I don't say love. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't I, mind the guy. I appreciate the guy. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it's a shame that he did his uh, foot again, and he's probably going to be another month out or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, all right, on to the Saints. And I, th- the- I think this was an analogy for Saints season. Oh, yes, holy shit, let, let, let's let him finish the intro first. <laughs> shit. The Saints and the Lions. What do you think of this uh, uh, yeah. game compared Over to, to you, Josh. the Saints season? <laughs> I feel like it's an analogy for the season. <laughs> uh, I actually agree with you, though. Started, I actually totally agree with you. Good. Started promising, uh, showed a, a little bit, and got people's hopes up. Uh, they'd fucking crashed and burned. Well, yeah. But but the thing is, and then like, fuck Richo, let's get rid of him. <laughs> well, it's an amazing game because... Yeah. You, fuck you, Malcolm Blight, get rid of that cunt. You, you take out the second quarter, um, Saints actually win the game. You mean the third? Uh, the third quarter, yes, sorry. I yeah. did mean the third. And yeah. if there was a way to take out the third quarter, they would have fucking done <laughs> yeah, it. They would have done it. Um, they yeah. would have literally been better off just not turning up for the third quarter. <laughs> well, it's, it's like, AFL, why? 
Calling it a <laughs> calling it a bomb scare or some shit. Well, let's let's go through the positives for the Saints. Hanabry's first game back. First, uh, no, first game back. First game for first game. Quarter. Yeah. Um, you know, round fourteen. Well, then the third quarter didn't go for forty five minutes. That's yeah. uh, that's on the positive uh, then. Twenty seven touches is very good for his um, first game in, in Saints. Colors. Look, like even re- disregarding his touches, his leadership was obvious. Yeah. Very obvious, and yeah. more obvious in the locker room cameras, where he was yep. going around to everyone and saying, "Look, here's yep. what you got to do. Here's what you got to do." For a guy playing his first game, it's amazing that the Saints have allowed him to command that respect and listen to him. Um, yep. Got flogged, but that's a positive for the Saints team. Well, he's, 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 the only one, he's the only yeah. one that lists not used to getting flogged. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yeah, yeah, the rest of kind of like, oh. So after the match, he's gone to them. How do you cope with this? Like, you get used to it. <laughs> Jack uh, Carlisle's like, dude, just flog yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nick Hind playing his uh, second game as well. Um, who, who kicked uh, three goals. Yeah, you've got to be happy with that. That's a very uh, big positive for, for the Saints. The thing is, like, it's a shit loss for the Saints, but Saints have had a very good season, and there are lots of positives. So, well, better than we thought. Like, can't I, be too down on them for this loss against Brisbane, who are hardly rate. Yeah, I honestly yeah. thought uh, they wouldn't win six matches for the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, absolutely. When you look at Brisbane's form, that's going back to basically starting from the last five games of last year's regular season. They've been on fire. And I thought Saints showed enough to to show where they're going and the players that you need to take them through to next year and the year after are stepping up. It's for those reasons why I don't buy into why Richo is in such... I don't, I don't agree with it at all. Why is his I don't agree with it at all. I'm like, it's, it's the media pressure. Like, they go, okay, you know, we you've been there for a number of years. We've expected it to be finals. Apparently, in his contract, he'd get a, an automatic... Uh, extra year if they won a final this year. But they wrote that contract three or four years that's ago. That's fucking ambitious. Yeah. yeah, but they should have been ambitious the a couple of years ago. No, the Saints were a five-year project. And yeah. like none of the Saints supporters agreed with that. That was the problem. But any like neutral observer who could see you are oh, in no man's land and you're only going to stay in no man's land with what your training is. But how high can their expectations be for a single premiership team? Well, well apparently yeah. they put a lot of faith in that double – Double grand final year, and we're like, we are fucking awesome. Yeah, um, but, uh, two of it, couldn't get one. And like, had, Rich, Rich is the man for the job. But I mean, they've been dealt a pretty bad uh, hand when it comes to injuries as well. I mean, exactly. Paddy yeah. McCartan's over in the Absolutely. US trying to get himself sorted out. Yeah, Carlisle's. I think this is his first game for the year. Carlisle is actually retarded. <laughs> He's actually this is Hanabry's first game for the year. No, see, yeah, I've got I've got a theory on this whole. Like, this whole richer pressure. No, no, Carlo knows his AB one twos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, back, uh, well, you'll recall every year for the past about six years, North has tried to land a big fish. Right. And it's been right out the media straight away. Uh, yeah. I think in that time, Brad Scott's made a lot of media contacts and now he's bumping up his own price. So he's getting everyone to talk about Richo getting fucked over, Bolton getting fucked over. Um, and he'll probably get four or five more people sacked by the end of the year, and he'll be... Uh, Just to create a buy, uh, seller's market. Yeah, yeah. I think there'll be about uh, 12 teams after coaches oh, by the end of the year. I still <laughs> subscribe to the conspiracy that uh, Brad and Chris are the same person. Yeah. It's entirely plausible. It, it hasn't been pro- disproven yet, as yep. far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Because even to see in the same room, you're like, I don't know, is it... Uh... Well, yeah, because Brad Scott's still getting the blame for <laughs> no, no. belting up Dick Rebolt. What do they call that? Where one particle goes through uh, a quantum entanglement, yeah, and like divides in two, and then you know, what? I I think you're wrong. I think they've been well, fooling everybody. Yeah. Um, I think they're triplets. Triplets, I think, yeah. Oh, so it's like the prestige. There's there's Brad Scott, there's Chris Scott, and there's just Dar- Scott, Darren Scott, just Scott, got and he's floats in between. So they're <laughs> rotating around, and that's how they do it. Actually, the maybe there, maybe there just is like uh, Ted Scott. There's no Chris. There's no Brad. Yeah. It's just him. It could he's be. like the puppet master. <laughs> 
something to think about. Um, now, when we talk about Brisbane, there's only one thing I want to talk about. That's Charlie Cameron. Uh, he only had 13 touches, all kicks. Yeah, all kicks. <laughs> and hardly any of them to a player. They're all at, at They're goal. They're all just at about, goal. And just about. Exactly what they need. More of that. Yeah. But also, Zorko had another killer game. A yeah. killer game. His mm. ability to sense where the ball is going to come out in a pack is being spot on. Spot on. Uh, yeah, McCluggy just showing why he was picked so high too. He's, he's McCluggy just had a killer season. Yeah. But yeah. This, with this game, I was more impressed with how he filtered down the ground and made impactful plays and impactful yeah. marks and was uh, aware enough to get off of the deck and f- knew that loose player was running forward and to get over to them. Um, I thought it was a good return of form for Lincoln McCarthy as well. Uh, He's making himself very dangerous again. Lincoln McCarthy was probably my personal BOG. For a small man to be able to take pack marks like that or find his way to the front, but be like um, in like just his kicks were basically incisions into your your midfield and Mm. just cutting and going forward. Like super impressed with how he presented himself at the front of packs. Lockie Neal was a little quiet, but... Uh, you keep him to 25 touches. That's way under for him. Yeah, for it's it's quiet for him. Sure. Um, Hipwood, though, I, I love him as a player. He's, he looks like he needs to get a few more yeah. meat pies into him. I think this is just it. That's, I was going to say, when you is. say you love him as a player, I'm like, what do you not like about them as a person? <laughs> <laughs> that's a, we what's he done to you? How did he hurt you? I beat us in round three. <laughs> <laughs> I like him well, as a player. Fucking cunt as a man, though. <laughs> he's, a, he's a terrible painter. Stole my kitten. <laughs> All right. Like I, it was a player, not in Magic the Gathering. On to uh, what I thought was uh, match of the round was Port Adelaide over Geelong. Um, you know what? Port actually led this from start to finish. Um, just, just about. about. Um, and uh, geez, it was a well-controlled um, game. Well coached game, I thought, and it was just fucking carnivorous. Yeah, I, I've mentioned many a time that I love those games where it's based on uh, effort and ruthlessness more than pure skill, and this yeah. was definitely one of those. Some of those hits were fucking oh, fantastic. Hartlett, um, I can't remember who he got. It was one of the younger players, but he uh, got a hospital Rowan? ham. I, I, it wasn't Rowan, um, but uh, it was, whoever it was got a hospital hand pass. And it was just like Ruffy versus Hanbury in the grand yeah. final that time. You could see it was all fair. It was in the side and he just crumpled over and you go, mate, if he hasn't got a broken rib, he is just he's struggling to breathe. Yeah. He, yeah. Just, he wants some breath in there. I'm 100% on board with a solid shirt front. Uh, yeah. Love it. it. Love it. Uh, because, look, it's a contact sport. And yep. as uh, Big John and all the others say, protect yourself at all times. Yep. If someone's coming in front of you and you're not protecting yourself, that's your fucking fault. Look, if you can do it in ice hockey, where if you land, you land on solid ice, I feel like grass should be all fair game. <laughs> um, but I didn't get to watch this game. So was this more um, uh, Geelong taking it too easy or was this a head-to-head no, best-to-best Geelong- best contest and Port got on it top? Geelong were outworked, yep. yeah. I would say. Uh, well, what, how- do, what do you think was the difference between the two of you? Pure aggression. Yeah, just especially aggression, especially in the back line. And uh, Port Adelaide were fine to move slow when they needed to. Yep, um, they were happy to hit up that little 20, 25 meter pass yep. just to hold onto the ball. All right, all right, no, no, no. Let's just look around. They've got more tall timber than us. Um, let's see what they're doing. And they flooded back in their back well, like from what you said. It's amazing that you can have raw aggression and discipline at the same time, and yep. that's the the sort of key of. Of a good team where you yeah. can be hard at it but be disciplined when you need to be disciplined. Well, the, the key stat for me was um, a Geelong team which missing maybe one of their key midfielders, but um, you've got um, Dangerfield, Kelly, and also uh, Ablett was running in the mids as well. 
they lost the clearances massively. Yeah. 52 to 36. A lot of that's down to Lysette as well. Yeah, he absolutely. was massive in this game. And uh, Ryder not playing, obviously. And, well, I'll tell you Ryder, what. Ryder dropped. He's, what do you um, think Ryan Burton stepping into that sort of position? Like, how's he been? Uh, Ryan Burton, this is his best game in Port Colours. Right. Um, especially that goalie kick from 50 around the corner. You, right. oh, you look at it, and like, I've hated that trade from the get go yeah. um, that Hawthorne did, but you look at it and go, that's exactly what we want. Yeah. Um, he's a type of player, uh, exactly what you want. Um, but uh, yeah, so Westhoff and Ryder both got dropped by Ken Hinckley, and that's a big call, especially Westhoff. Westhoff's Westhoff, a big call, yeah. He had the league um, can, uh, most consistent, what is it? Games in, games in a row. Yeah. Um, oh, games in a row. Active games in a row. And he got dropped um, because wasn't performing enough. You know? And that's fair enough. Yeah. Hey, and to do that to a you know 200 plus gamer, um, not sure if he's 300. He could actually be close. Hmm. Um, that's a big call. I, th- I thought Brandon Ellis had that. Had that. Probably at some stage he might have. Uh, well, he, he might know. now. He anyway. doesn't now, no. Um, um, act, active list, yeah, you know, yeah. all time. Yeah. Um, but really, I, I want to talk about um, uh, Tommy Hawkins, who did not take a mark. Well, it wasn't just him. Yeah. Mark's inside forward 50, uh, 15 to 5. Yeah, I didn't want way. to talk about Tommy Hawkins anyway. So. Well, that, <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Well, that's, <laughs> he didn't take a mark, but no one else was taking him either. They're still but going I for him. I feel like this has been like one of the big criticisms of Tom Hawkins, and he che- like he actually took those criticisms on board and yeah. fixed it for a little while. But I think maybe well, he's been phased out of what they need from that long squad. I don't think they need Tom Hawkins. Five games in a row, he's kicked four goals. And that's great from any forward. Leading right, I to take this back one. what I just said. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in this one. And it was um, Cleary who was manning him up right. and just didn't give him any space. He had no space whatsoever. Not just no space. He just kept hassling him. Yeah. Like, and I think Hawkins brilliant. is one of those guys. He's massively strong. Like, whole clever man. Yeah. And also pretty good with his uh, initial burst, like his one-step speed. Yep. Yeah. Very good. Um, and, and he's obviously got some of the best ball users giving him the ball as well. Yeah, and a lot of players play in front of him. Like they'll be a good two steps in front, trying to cut off the pass, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cleary was just on him the whole day, literally, yeah. literally covering him like a. This like is a your job. Shirt. Um, every time you see him, he's stepping with his boot right next to Hawkins and just not giving him anything. Just yeah. and uh, you know it's an old school backman sort of style. I like it. Worked well. No, yeah, it's brilliant. Well, uh, Sorry, keep going. One thing that I think for Geelong is one of their most underrated, consistent performers that they picked up has been Dowhouse. And so I've noticed mm-hmm. these are a very, very quiet game. But he gets overshadowed by obviously Ablett, yeah. Dangerfield, Selwood. But he has been on point with Kelly. with providing that uh, forward passing options. And so he's had a, a pretty poor game stats-wise. Obviously, I didn't see it. And so was that something that sort of affected their ability to get the ball from their half-back line into their forward line? Very uh, much. Yeah, I mean, but he, he was never one of their biggest players. He was a link in the chain. Consistent. But, but really it was, uh, again, you go back to Tim Kelly, who's right. been killing they, it. They beat him up. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he, he had uh, 17 touches. I, I don't know when the last time he had less than 20 touches was. Right, yeah. Um, they were really uh, being big on him. Yeah. Um, and on the other side, like, Boke and Robbie Gray was Robbie Gray. Yeah. This yeah. Is, Put him in the Hawks. <laughs> Kelly had uh, 17 touches, 10 contestants. We had to yeah, earn his exactly. possessions. He, he was he was in there. He couldn't do anything. Yeah. With it. Compared to Boke, who had 30, he had 17 contested. So, yeah. yeah. Again, we've said it nearly every week. I think it's been um, his best season. Yeah, well, it's been brilliant. I'll yeah. tell you what, Kelly better learn to handle the, the tight tag and everything because he's going to get a lot more now. Well, he's going to get the big money next year. Let's <laughs> well, <laughs> about that. All right, on to the final one, the Bulldogs in Collingwood. Um, 
I really agree with uh, Buckley's assessment on this one. Collingwood won, but they weren't that great. No, but I thought Bulldogs were okay. Yeah, yeah, Bulldogs were okay. They they had the majority of the ball, I felt, but Collingwood had the class. And 13 goals, four. That's yeah, a good turn. Versus 10-13, as we has been said many times, bad yeah. kicking's bad footy. Well, a lot of time it was like, Bulldogs, we've got the ball. Fuck, what do you do with it? Yeah. Bang. <laughs> there was lots of run through whereas, the middle. But... Whereas Collingwood were like, we don't have much the ball, but when we get it, hey, I know you're there and you're there. Yeah. This is our plan. There was class. Yeah. I think last year McRae had a breakout year. I think Josh Dunkley is this year's breakout. For, he he yeah, knocked, knocked yeah, on his sure. ass once or twice in this game too. So. He got yeah. back up and I can live with that. I'm just trying to think. I think it was actually a head knock with um, uh, Bailey Smith. Well, his old man was a, a tough old bastard. Yeah, it was so a, I think back, it's it. a backliner though. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's that's, like – That's true. But I still completely agree is that Dunkley being a four-line player and having this – He's got a very organic uh, development curve where yep. he's getting better and better each year, but not getting overhyped. Yeah. Like he seems to be sit- settling in, and he's going to be a player that, two years, one of the best in the league, I think, for that forward line position. Yeah, he's he, an elite midfielder in the making, without a doubt. Yeah, um, and the fact that he'll be able to play off Bont, yeah, you know, and, and maybe even take some of the heat off Bont in one to two years' time. Yeah, yeah. When you've got well. um, you know, Bont Dunkley, uh, Dunkley, uh, Dunkley. McRae and uh, Caleb Daniel also is a great use of the ball too. Not a midfielder. No, no. They they play him very much as that uh, backline general. You know, yeah, and, and he's and good as an outside disposer of the ball. And he's normally very efficient with it. Let's give him the ball. He can go off and do what he likes. But yeah. He, yep. I feel like he's not quite at that level yet. Um, he, he does – I don't know if he picks the wrong options, but he turns it over a lot. Yeah. But, uh, um, I, I've – I find he only turns it over when there's not much to go to, which for the Bulldogs is pretty often. But, I mean, McRae, Dunkley and um, Bontempelli, geez, that's a midfield you can build around. I think Tom, Tom English added that in there. Uh, he's only young. Um, I tell you what, he moves all right for a big, lanky lad. Yeah, but he's starting to figure out actually being a ruckman. But I think his most advantageous thing has been how he moves around the ground. Well, he got a fucking lesson this game. By um, Grundy. Oh, Grundy was best on ground. Of course. Yeah. 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 Um, playing Grundy. Yeah. Jesus Christ. How, how good was he though? Like we've He's been talked up and obviously he's all Australian. But he's, he's getting numbers that are almost Brownlow level. Uh, I'd argue they are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. I mean, for a 100%. big man, 25 touches, two goals, uh, still managed to get, grab eight nice marks. 50 and hit outs. 50 hit outs, four tackles and some great roving his own tap. Like that uh, goal he kicked, you know, only about 15 minutes out or whatever. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Ball comes in short from the boundary, uh, umpire throwing, and he's gone, no, I've got this. Grabs it, yeah. dodges, ducks, snap. And they left it wide open too. There was nobody goal side of the contest at all. 
Yeah, which is weird for me, but uh, he, he still I mean, managed you, to make the most of the chance. That should be like bread and butter. <laughs> Don't have some goal side. <laughs> no, Why would you do that? No. But uh, Grundy, I think, if you want uh, a smoky well, for the Brownlow, he's it. Well, uh, I don't even think you it's a smoky. smoky. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think he's up there well, for sure. Who, who'd be the last Ruckman? Fucking Jim Steins. Uh, uh, well, Adam uh, Corey Goods. McKinnon. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> technically, <laughs> there's a few Ruckmen around, but Adam Goods won one as a Ruck. And um, yeah, actually, very true, very true. You know, uh, Scotty Wind before that was that. a popular decision. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it was a three-way. <laughs> it was a three-way tie, but yeah. you know, he's still he's still there. Yeah, it's I a rarity. Mean, dude, what I'm saying. If you even tie with James Hurd, it was James Hurd, right? No, no. Buckley no. and uh, Rashudo. He tied. Oh, with. Buckley and Rashudo. Oh, yeah. fuck, they should have won. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. I was going to say uh, Swampy, who uh, is one of the AFL's best stat mans, um, put a thing out on Twitter. Here's the complete list of AFL VFL players that have had 50 hitouts, 25 touches, and two goal games. Grundy. That's it. Ever. The end. Yep. All right. Where's that that board hanging? (laughs) Well, wherever Grundy says, I think. (laughs) Do you Uh, reckon he just puts it up in his pool room? Why wouldn't you? I would. Yeah, fuck it. It's only a tweet at the minute, though. But They all all own pubs anyway. Put it up in your pub. Yeah, get a tweet made into a board. Why wouldn't you? All right, on to round 15 very quickly. Um, I'm liking the look of this round. Thursday night, Marvel Stadium, Essendon and and the Giants. It's at Marvel Stadium, though. Yeah, but I love this because uh, Essendon, if they don't win... Jeez, you can pretty much put a line through for finals. Well, you got shields there versus the Giants. Yeah, it's interesting. Look, I mean, and if Giants don't win, you can rule them out of top to, four. To be honest, we don't like. There's no competition between us with tips. Uh, it's all pre pre ladder, uh, pre season oh, yeah, ladder yeah, yeah, prediction for that. that. Yep. And so I'd never tip Essen because I just don't like them. But I think they will actually win this game. I, I, they've got every chance. Yeah. They, they play. I'm tipping Giro S, but I think Essen will win. Yeah, they play Marvel Stadium well, though. I think they're every chance, but every time I think about it, I just look at, um, all right, who's the uh, Essendon Stars? And their Giants compatriots, I think, are better. Yeah, at, at the yeah. minute. Like, even if... Um, and Giants have had the week off. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if that's that's good. Is that good or bad? We don't know. I don't know. think, though, that, that is good. I know it's bad for... Well, uh, Essendon took the week off, too. That was the problem. <laughs> yeah, um, they were still playing. That was their problem. They're taking years yeah. off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I, I just think, you know, Cameron versus even a, a fit hooker. and healthy... Um, Hurley? Well, I mean, mate, the other end. Uh, a fit and healthy Danaher, I, I still think I'd oh. rather have Cameron. Yeah, so, yeah, but... You, fit and healthy hooker. Yeah, one of those exists, though. The yeah, other one doesn't. True. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, Coniglio, I think, is just a fucking superstar. Yeah, I'd have him over Heppel every day of the week. Yeah. Um, even Fantasia. Um, I'd, I'd still prefer Kelly. I, Mummy and Bell Chambers, that's lovely. Yeah. That's going to be nice to see. Yeah. The uh, I want to see the, the GPS tracking on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the heat yeah. map. He's gone to the King's Cross. He's come back to the ground. He's, he's gone to the pie stand. He's gone to King Street. He's come back again. All right. Uh, Friday night, Cats and Adelaide Crows. First versus fifth down at oh, Coomba Stadium. This, this is going to be lovely. the least closest first first fifth game ever. Yeah, Geelong, you reckon coming oh, out? I think it will not be close at all. So I, I think it'll be 100 points. I have to go for Geelong this one because I'm heading down with two Geelong supporters and we've got some uh, corporate tickets. So, Would you uh, go for move. Adelaide if that wasn't the case? No, probably no, not. No. Exactly. Um, but I'm, I'm saying I don't have a fucking choice. I'm going that. 100 points. I think Geelong have lost their last game for the year. And 
down there too. Um, yeah, yeah, no chance. Fucking hell. It's going to be nuts. And a good, yeah. mid, good midfield battle, yeah. but Geelong just spat so deep. It's going to be fun taking the V-line back because we'll be Crow supporters who have come along and they'll have to catch that fucking train uh, Not many hate them. life. There's not many because There's, Geelong yeah. don't sell that many seats. Trust me, they'll be wearing their Crow's colours on that train back. Yeah. Uh, Hawthorne and the Eagles at the MCG. Uh, can anybody try and make a case What's for Hawthorne? the weather? Is it hailing? It's... It's, Do we have Duckworth Lewis? It's Melbourne. <laughs> if they're Duckworth Lewis, then Hawthorne are a chance. Well, I, if they can get in, in pits in time to switch to wets uh, and get to slicks before everyone else, they'd be right. I just I want to see Popolo play ruck. I mean, why not? Uh, oh, yeah, Nick, it'll be a domination. I mean, case. Nick Nat could come back. He's played one game in the wet. I hope he does. And I you think would not bring Nick, Nick Nat back in the wet. You wouldn't bring him back in the MCG true. either. You'd yeah, have, him, have him locally. But uh, uh, it'd be great if you'd bring him back to go into like the AFL fan zone Kick a few footies from the kids. He'll, he'll, he'll be there signing, signing autographs. Sign a couple of balls. Did you see the poor son of a bitch he tackled yeah. last week? And didn't he look like a deer in headlights too? He did. He was like, lad. fuck, there's this massive Fijian lad coming at me. And he just pounded him. And then you see him just sort of, yep, yeah, welcome to it, Big Lee's lad. It did look like he, <laughs> he eclipsed the sun and he just went, uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> it was Wiley e. Coyote. <laughs> Record scratch. This is how I made all my, my life. Got turned up to me. This um, is how the incomes died. 14th versus 17th at the SCG. Swans versus Gold Coast Suns. That won't be close. Nah, no. Swans all day. No. Collingwood and North at Marvel. Yeah. Um, Saturday night. I'm trying to uh, figure out a way that this works. The, the way um, it works is that you just... Basically, make them play your game, which is a shit game. <laughs> well, look, and that's how you win every single game of the year. If North come out with that mongrel, oh. pure attack, yep. tackle everything, give away five free kicks, yeah, don't give a shit sort of game, they could drag it down and turn into that sort of match. Tackle Matty Witcher on the sidelines. <laughs> it makes a difference. They are going to have to mongrel it down, but uh, yeah. Collingwood have just got too much class. Yeah, they do. They've got too much plan B. Look, oh. I, I actually think North will put a fight to them. I really do. I think they have I, to. I honestly think they I, will actually put a no, fight no. to this. It'll Literally, be I think they will fight them. Yeah, fucking build them. Oh, they'll, still lose, they'll still lose that fight anyway, but I Cun- mean, I think this would be a fourth quarter Magpies will get ahead. Honestly, Cunnington on steel or side bottom. Uh, Cunnington's already put aside his last fishing, his next fishing trip to yeah. pay for the Look, fines. If, if he's 22 are, grand in the hole so far this year. Just hit Glenarch up, man. He's got lots of good fishing trip <laughs> ventures to do on. <laughs> really lucrative. Uh, you got to put some cocaine up your ass to come back, but you know, uh, whatever <laughs> works. Um, um, but I think, like, North, if they're in three goals, three-quarter time, that's a win for them. If North yeah. are playing the grindy like rugby style, make it 10 metres, move it forward, yeah. they might do it. If they play the kick long to the to Ben Brown, not going to happen. Not going to work. Um, or Jeremy Howe might not be playing, but uh, anyway. Um, Did he make a bet? Or? No, it's Stevenson. Oh, yeah, but he dobbed him in, didn't he? Yeah, the prick. Yeah, he Maybe he'll no, get hands. He convinced him to dob himself in. Yeah, so uh, see, which is the right thing to do. I think that's a uh, shit mentor. Yeah, I think Collingwood. Uh, oh, fuck. I think their internal. Uh, is the he part of the leadership gonna, group? Yeah, I think the Collingwood cheer squad is going to fucking stab him. Port Adelaide and the Bulldogs at Adelaide Oval. I like this. Uh, I think Ooh. Port are going to back up their aggression, yeah. and I think Bulldogs will respond with the same. More oh. aggression. This could just be an absolute pit fight. Look, if, and if, I fucking love it. If Port didn't perform so well last week, I'd pick Bulldogs, but you can't. You can't, can't, can't pick against, against Port. Over there, I'm on Port, but I Based think it's going to be an absolute slobber knocker. Uh, St. Kilda and Richmond at Marvel Stadium. If we're going to beat Saints, then I'm going for the tanking method I of think the rest of the season. There is r- rumours that it could be six back for the Tigers this week. Well, just fucking don't sack Retro this week. That's all I'm <laughs> Just keep him. Well, it, it's, it's Tuesday now, and he's still there, so he's safe. Yeah, but the board did say they're fully behind him. Yeah, exactly, but yep. it's safe for this week. Stop flirting. Brisbane Lions are hosting Melbourne at the Gabba. This is a tough game for Melbourne. 
Oh, they're going to get spanked. Up of the Gabba. Um, I mean, you, yeah, I thought this was a, a certainty. Oh, start of the season, I would have I tipped say, Melbourne every day of the week. Oh, for sure. Um, uh, no, actually, no. At the start of the season, I'm pretty sure I was pretty warm on Brisbane pre-season. Warm. Yeah, I was warmer on yeah. Melbourne, I think. It was um, based on the, the end of last season. Yeah, no, this is, this is one I reversed from the start of the season. Yeah. I, I see Brisbane and I see it big. And finally, Fremantle yeah. are hosting Carlton. Yeah, this is not one I reversed no, from the start of the season. This, this is free. I'd opt to say them. That's um, going to be free all day. Uh, I, I, just, I hope there's some law that says Carlton, Carlton can't claim refugee status because uh, they'll try. Try and stay I there. I don't think reckon. many of them want to head back. Many might put up their hand for the coaching role. You never know. Yeah, probably not. When was the last player coach? Uh, Malcolm, yeah. Malcolm Blight. Oh, yeah, 70s or something, 60s. We're about due then. Yeah, I reckon we are We're too. About ready. Why not? All right, that'll do us. Yeah, good luck. Right, peace.